What's up, folks? Welcome back to Field of View. I'm Solo. I'm Zemo. And usually we talk about business, strategy, gaming, etc. However, this week we're doing a little something special because it was sound cue, if I remember to edit this correctly, Zemo's birthday. And what we have done here in the past for new viewers or old viewers who remember, me and a former co-host used to interview each other on our birthdays to be able to uh, just learn about who you're listening to. And so for those who have been listening, who know Zemo, uh, it'll be a chance to learn a little bit more. And for those who don't know who he is, time to learn. Because he doesn't even know what questions he'll be asked. So this should be fun for both of us. Should be cool. So, Zemo. What up, what up? First and for- foremost, what video game are you playing right now? Honestly, right now, I'm just playing Call of Duty Cold War. Although I downloaded Batman Arkham Knight. And uh, what else did I download the other day? God of War 2. That was the other one. I downloaded both of those. I'm looking forward to playing both of those. But... For the most part, like even last night, I was playing Call of Duty with the boys. Always, always the Call always. of Duty, always the Call of Duty. So now, started a little lightly, and now we're going to jump into a little bit of historical. So, what is your favorite console of all time, and why? Oh, oh, I'd have to say PlayStation One because I remember being able to have the Game Shark. And with the Game Shark being able to play burned games. And when I was younger, that was something that just like blew my mind because we couldn't afford to buy all of the games that we would have wanted. And then there was Dragon Ball GT, which we couldn't have even gotten in the United States. It was a Japanese only game. And to be able to play whatever we wanted on Game Shark with the cheat codes, like to just sort of like, do whatever you know it was like the same way that there was all those cheats uh when when the game boys came out for the original pokemon games it was just like a fun way to be able to to play the games and so yeah yeah original modding exactly it was just like going back to like original modding I, i loved like you had to put like the the game shark in the back and you had to turn it on while it was still open with a different cd in and you know what i mean like it was mm-hmm. just fun it was just fun. It was janky, but it was yeah. It was classic. But which it worked. Actually, now that brings us to our next question, which actually ties right in. What is your most sentimental memory with video with video games? Oh man, there's so many, but I'd have to say, whether it was middle school or high school, it was basically just like the land parties that we had. I'd say high school, especially for me, Halo One, where. Yeah, like Halo 1, Halo 2 LAN parties where we would do like sleepovers, eat Domino's pizza at 2 in the morning, and we would have like more than one TV set up in a bedroom, and we'd be sitting there screaming like, you're you're screen watching, you're screen watching, like while we were like playing Blood Gulch, you know, like I'd have to say, yeah, capture the flag Blood Gulch, you know, like Red Blue, Uh, I'd have to say that'd be it. So that that works uh, a lot because that is the sort of prime version of video game memories for for our generational period. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, especially for the social version. Um, yeah. But now moving on to our next question: favorite game or game series of all time? If they're two separate ones, or one of a series? Ooh, 
Pokemon. Interesting. Yeah, I think the social component of how Pokemon allowed us to take our Game Boys to school and do those like wire links and play against people at recess and bring out that like competitiveness and figuring out how to get the Mewtwo and where you're going to get the, what are they called? The rare candies to, to level up your Pokemon one level and deciding, you know, who you wanted in your lineup so that you could fight against making sure that like, if they brought out a Venusaur, then you had a Charizard or, you know, if, if they brought out like a Mewtwo, what could you have that could go against it? I think that aspect of gaming to me, like while it, I, I loved like, you know, we would go to people's houses. People would come over our house. We'd play video games against each other. I liked the like really mobile nature of Pokemon in that way where, you know, you were collecting the cards and the cards were cool, but you were playing the games. And then I remember like how excited I was when Pokemon Yellow came out because you'd play the same exact Pokemon game, but you had the little Pikachu following you around. You know what I mean? So yeah. The original multiverse. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look at it the way they integrated three, four different types of products, cards, games. It was a cultural Everything. experience it's, going through. It was, you know? yeah, it, was a, it was a cultural phenomenon when the movie came out, you know, and going to watch the movie and, you know, like from the, it was the cards, it was the games, it was talking about it at school, it was watching the cartoon, it was going to the movie, like, and how they just kept releasing them over time. And, and I'm still always just hooked. Like, I remember a point where I it was 151 original if you added Mew or whatever it was mm-hmm. like we used to be able to say all of them and we knew like the song to be able to like to me like that was awesome yeah the it's the it's it's funny because it is very much like a, a rite of passage for a mm-hmm. certain age of gamers to have been involved in Pokemon um so yeah like if you say like yo I'm a gamer or this or that and then like I ask you about Pokemon and you don't know, I'm gonna be like, oh, like you weren't really about that life then. Ooh, ooh, we're we're gonna come back to that one. But first, we're gonna ask you, going along the lines of something like this, which was in multiple adaptations, etc. What is one cartoon, book, series, comic, animation, etc., that you wish could be made into a video game? Batman Beyond. I, I, mean, I, I the second I wrote that I knew that was going to be the answer. Yeah, yeah, it has to be like you know, uh, the X Men cartoons were awesome. The Spider Man cartoons were awesome, and honestly, like I would I would say Spider Man if they hadn't already made the Spider Man game right and the Miles Morales game because that's the exact kind of Spider Man game that anyone could have ever wanted. Like yeah. swing around the city, like have simple moves, good storyline. Like they made the Spider Man game. Spider Man Two, but better. Yeah. 100%. So like they they already did the Spider-Man game. And so for me, while I haven't played the Arkham games and that's exactly why I'm starting to download them to be able to I always thought Superman was a little bit corny. I think like he's just like too good. You know, like yeah. the only thing that can really stop him is much complexity. But Zack Snyder's version was pretty good for Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just mean like as a cartoon growing yeah. up, like I'm I'm not as concerned about like a a Superman video game. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't play it. Uh, you know, I've never seen an Iron Man cartoon though. An Iron Man game would be great. The Avengers game was cool, but to me, Batman beyond was just like a cool, a cool couple years when we were younger of a new TV show that had come out in an extension of what 
would normally happen. You know, the original Batman gets old. Now there's the new Batman, there's the mentor and the mentee. You know, there's new costumes. It was futuristic. They had cyberpunks. They had people that were, you know, doing body modifications and genetic splicing. It is know? it is cyberpunk Batman. Yeah, it's cyberpunk yeah. Batman, 100%. Yeah, that's a great way to yeah, put it. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's cyberpunk Batman. And so they're doing genetic slicing and all these different things in it. And like you even see Gotham and like Gotham looks different. And so I, I just imagine it just being a, a fun game to be able to play. That's all. That's actually super interesting. But yeah, Batman, Batman Beyond, I could see that. I could definitely yeah. see that for you. But now going back to what you were just saying as to uh, people who have played Pokemon, to you, what is the definition of a gamer? Oh man, this is tough because now more and more where it's coming out that like you you see the stats of how technically like even people who don't realize they're gamers are gamers because they play Candy Crush and casual mobile games. And so in some capacity, everyone is a gamer the same way like, like this is like trying to define like what is an athlete, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you an athlete because you played on on a team in high school? Are you an athlete because you played an intramural sport? Did you have to go to states like at what point is golf a sport golf's definitely a sport man you ever see tiger woods when he was i'm just saying right to is an as a person who plays what's athletics you know i mean what's an athlete for the nfl comparatively to an athlete for i think it's just competition right it's like Mm. you know uh to be able to take part in the in the competition part is to be good at something and to be able to like have a contest of your skills to be able to show that you're better or worse than someone else i think like in in its purest form you can that's why like esports right it's like it's it's still a sport it's still absolutely it's still a sport because at the core of it is competition even if it's not physical competition like so then going so, to gaming so what for making a gamer then if an athlete can be defined potentially by competition i I think that's tough because I don't think we're at the level yet where like enough people, it's not as casual to have been on like a, on an esports team. We never could have done that. I remember when FIFA world cup, Germany 06 came out, there was a kid in our high school who, uh, who got to go to Germany to play. And so like, not even, not even within the realm of competitive gaming, just what is a gamer to you? Someone who's like, I think as long as you, as long as you actively enjoy gaming and like enjoy talking about gaming and it's okay to be a new gamer, but, you know, I'd say for us nerds who grew up with like this, just being the cool thing, we were looking to forward to what was next. We always wanted to be able to like get the new system, play the new games, like go to our friends' houses, talk about it in our free time. I mean, even me, like 33 years old now with my group of friends who are grown men who have, you know, more than one child, some of them. Like we sit and talk about gaming all the time. Like, oh, like let's figure out how to get max rank. One of my friends got level thousand in Call of Duty Cold War already. Like, it makes no sense to me. And we were playing last night, and someone was like, uh, "Have you slept between now and when the game came out in the yeah. lobby?" Right. So it's like, uh, to me, like that's gaming is like to enjoy it and to talk about it, even when you don't have to. One hundred percent. And then that way. Anyone can be a gamer. Yeah, anyone can be a gamer, man. Anyone can be a gamer. And now to our bonus question to wrap things up here. Could could be a, a, a no to this as well, but what is it about video games that make you prefer them to other mediums? Oh, this is a good question. This is a good question. I have found 
for years now that for the most part, especially with how everyone watches content with their phone out. And, you know, like if you watch regular TV, like I always tell people, we haven't had regular TV in our house for years, but if you have regular television, I think commercials are worth a lot less money now than they're being sold for. Because if you don't have TiVo and you do have to deal with commercials or TiVo or on demand or whatever, right? The first thing you're going to do the second the commercials come on is pull your phone out. You're not looking at the commercials. No one looks at the commercials anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I found even when I was watching other content, I can't fully focus on like a TV show, a movie. I'll throw it on in the background. I'm sort of watching. I'm browsing the internet. I'm looking at my phone. I'm answering a text message. The thing about gaming is that if I want to enjoy the game, there's no way to do that. I have to say, I'm putting my phone over here. I'm taking my Apple watch off so I don't get buzzing notifications on my wrist. I don't want any other noises around me. I just want to play. And for that, I'd have to say for me, it's become a much more enjoyable experience just because of that, because I'm able to fully immerse myself, even if it's for a little bit of time. And while I'm fully immersed, I, I get to be in the present moment and just enjoy the game more. That is, that is the exact word I was going to use is the, the immersive experience. Once you put on, say, the headphones and you have, you know, your, your screen lined up in the controller, uh, in addition to maybe the active element of being able to partake in it forces you not to be able to or forces you not to be able to go look at your phone right 100 you can't pull up in the middle of a round of call of duty say to text something no. whereas on a tv show even if it's a netflix show and there's no tr commercial you're still checking your phone checking you know phone. you're still checking so. your phone you're, you're like halfway watching halfway not and for me i found for some time it just like it wasn't rejuvenating enough watching content because i couldn't separate myself from everything else i was still sort of stuck in mm -hmm. in like that halfway place with gaming it's not like that at all i'm fully into the game it's interesting it's both immersive and escapist simultaneously yeah but, um it's an immersive that, escape <laughs> yeah literally yeah. and especially now in an entertainment place where you can't really get out and maybe have the theater experience replicated um you know gaming is, is the theatrical experience a lot of people are getting um, 100%. And so anyway, uh, that was the Zemo interview. You have now met our host, co-host here yep. through his gaming experiences. The last question that I'll give you prior to letting you go is <clears throat> what is one topic in gaming <clears throat> that you find to be undercovered, underappreciated, or overlooked oh just to circle back around to our actual yeah business strategy culture oriented version of gaming so what's missing there the the international scene we're way too focused on what the united states is doing and there's a ton of people in latin america a ton of people in east and south asia obviously like you know south korea gets covered Japan to, to an extent gets covered, right? But there's so much of the world that has gamers. Like, you know, we'd seen that report that over half of the top 15 Twitch streamers were, were of some sort of like Latin American descent or in Latin mm -hmm. America or something, right? So it's, I don't hear nearly enough about them. And the fact that 
there is an entire world out there of like what's going on in India and what's going on in Africa, what's going on in the Middle East, you know, uh, I don't know. And I, I look at the publications all the time. And so I think it's not nearly as appreciated because we have this view that like what America is doing is what's important. But I, I believe a, it's a strong opinion, but America is the country of yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the because, gaming scene. Yeah. And because America is the country of yesterday and while we, export culture very well we're not it anymore and so i want to see more of what's going on in those places and there we have folks we have the zemo birthday interview done uh if you enjoyed it we'll come back next february and then we'll interview him again otherwise we are actually going to start bringing guests on yes Um, so zemo who do we got coming up so Mayor Suarez is going to be on March 1st of Miami. He is the mayor of Miami. Mayor, mayor of Miami. Very and then cool. we're going to be doing an interview with Sylvan LeCue. Uh, he he was on tour with Logic at one point. He's got a, a, a new project releasing soon. And so and he's a big gamer, uses gaming references. And so uh, we're Sylvan going to have Joe, him on listen to his well. projects. Definitely. S-Y-L-V-A-N. Yeah. And otherwise... Um, that's all. We'll be back next week with the usual. Um, remember, this is brought to you by the good old folks at People Like Games. I'm so yeet merch coming through. Uh, I'm solo. I'm Zemo. And we'll be back. Peace. Take care, folks. <laughs>